Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Someone I love was 11 years old when his parents broke out into an alcohol-fueled brawl on the afternoon of Christmas Eve. Somehow a gun was introduced into the fray and then it went off. His father took the bullet. He lived, but before they knew that, the children and their mother dressed for church where they sat in a long row in the pew and sang Joy to the World. Not a word was spoken of what had happened. From that time forward each year as Christmas approached, my friend plummeted into fresh despair and disappeared from public life until the holiday was safely over. He missed the scent of evergreen, decorating and baking, singing carols. He missed making light in the darkness. And then after a lot of hard work in therapy and Alcoholics Anonymous, he was finally done with the shame and the sorrow, done with being run by his past, done with missing this season of joy. On a cold solstice night, I bore witness as he burned the journals into which he had poured the memories of his misery. And on Christmas Eve, he came here lit candles with tears streaming down his face. And for the first time in his entire adult life, sang Joy to the World. Each of us has a choice. We always have a choice. To wall ourselves off from the holiday until we can safely emerge on the other side. We have a choice to do this in any season. But in this season, the willingness to make room for healing, for the journey of memory, grief, forgiveness, hope, peace, will yield a deeper joy. This is the season of making light in the darkness. How do we make room? There's a lot of emphasis in the United States on how much stuff so many of us have accumulated. There are almost countless books advising us how to sort through the excess and let it go. The angle that gets precious little play, though, is of decluttering as a spiritual practice. When we engage the spiritual practice of opening our minds and hearts and hands, we make room for a rich and meaningful spiritual life and clarify what we love and what brings us joy. Kim Walensky, known as Dr. Declutter, writes, we cannot quiet our minds enough to connect with God 
or spirit or higher self when we are distracted by mind chatter. G-O-D stands for get over distractions. Allowing distractions to drag us into the past or the future means we miss the gift of the present where our purpose and the possibility of joy reside. Decluttering as a spiritual practice frees us from fear, worry, guilt, or resentment. We begin to experience and appreciate stillness, peace of mind, wisdom, compassion, giving service generosity, and joy. We come to know serenity and peace. Kim Olinsky has identified three kinds of clutter, which she names outer clutter, which is extra stuff, inner clutter, fruitless thoughts and feelings, and other clutter, unhealthy relationships. Obviously, they're all related, and some things fit into more than one category. But let's start with looking at outer clutter. Here's a good story. This is another Hasidic teaching tale in honor of Hanukkah. A poor husband and wife lived with their four parents and their six children in a very small one-room house. They were always in each other's way, and there was hardly room to breathe. Finally, the man couldn't stand it any longer. What should we do, he asked his wife. Go see the rabbi, she told him. He'll know what to do. And so the poor man told the rabbi how miserable it was for 12 people to eat and sleep and live all in the same room. The children are growing, he said. The walls seem to be closing in. We're starting to argue over petty things. Do exactly as I tell you, said the rabbi, and things will get better. Do you have any animals? Yes, said the man. We have a cow, a goat, some chickens. Good, said the rabbi. When you get home, move all the animals into your house to live with you. Poor man was astonished and horrified, but desperate for some relief, he returned home and did as the rabbi said. The next day he was back, Rabbi, I can't stand it. The animals are all underfoot and it's chaos. Good, said the rabbi. Now go home and take the chickens back outside. The next day the man was back, Rabbi, he said, the chickens are back in their coop, but the goat, she's chewing our furniture, she's eating everything in sight. Good, said the rabbi. Now go home and take the goat back outside. The next day, the man was back. Rabbi, he said, the cow, it's like living in a stable. Good, said the rabbi. Now go home and take the cow back outside. The next day, the man was back. Oh, rabbi, he said with a big smile. The house is so quiet and so clean. There's room to spare, and our home is at peace again. Good, said the rabbi. So that's about getting some perspective on our outer clutter and how it relates to our inner and other clutter. What about those? Melva Green and Lauren Rosenfeld, co-authors of Breathing Room, write, bless your clutter. Bless everything in your life that is superfluous, broken, burdensome, and overwhelming because it is all here to teach you an important lesson, perhaps the most important lesson there is. What is truly important to you and what doesn't matter after all. It's not easy to make room. Often we can't imagine it happening and it doesn't happen by accident. 
We humans have a deep-seated need to fill empty spaces. We believe that the only things that are real are the ones we can lay our hands on. What we fail to see is that empty spaces are full, full of potential. In the life of the spirit, emptiness is precious. It gives us room to breathe. With every bit of clutter we remove from our lives, whether it's old papers, outdated clothing, worn out relationships, self-defeating thought patterns, destructive emotional patterns, or spiritual roadblocks, we draw one step closer on the spiritual path to a life that is unburdened, open, joyful, and free. If the clutter is in your home, heart, mind, or spirit, if it's weighing you down, crowding you out, cramping your style, blocking your light, if it's become an obstacle in your way or a sharp corner that keeps snagging you, if it's keeping you from love, it's time to let it go. Beloved spiritual companions, remember G-O-D. When we are dragged into the past or the future, we miss the gift of the present. This is the spiritual art of decluttering, opening our minds and hearts and hands and making light in the darkness, making room for love. In the life of the spirit, emptiness is full of potential. It gives us room to breathe. Let's breathe. Let every heart prepare. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.